we're the Cameron Lazies, and you're hearing my voice first. Uh, oh, I'm Aaron, by the way, uh, because we uh, we lost, and uh, this is our first podcast since a loss. I'm here with uh, my friends, uh, Shane and Ariana, mm-hmm. and uh, I'd like to pose a question to both of you. Which noted Duke hater said this week, and we're, we're recording this on uh, on Saturday, November November 30th, mm-hmm. which noted Duke hater described the current Duke basketball team as not a top five team and maybe not even a top 25 team. Well, that would be you, Aaron. Mm-hmm. You're a pig in pink shit right now because <laughs> you're so happy that Duke lost. I just am like disgusted by how much you're enjoying what happened this past week. Wh- who said the thing about the about the uh, rankings? That was you, I assume. That was me. Um, I'm trying to think now. Part of me wanted to say Doug Gottlieb because he hates everything, and it sounds like a Dougie thing to say. But I also don't know if he's even relevant anymore, so it might not have been him. Okay, Doug Gottlieb is incorrect. Uh, I'm also the incorrect answer. Um, Coach K, is that it? That's correct. It's ah, Coach K. The ultimate. Noted, noted Duke hater, Coach K, agrees with me, Aaron, uh, that this Duke team is not a top five team, uh, nor are they perhaps even a top 25 team. So I just wanted to, to go ahead and get our podcast started by settling old scores. Uh, nothing nothing like the holiday season for that. Uh, and uh, and introducing the podcast that way. So if you haven't tuned out already, uh, we we are going to discuss the uh, the unfortunate loss to Stephen F. Austin, uh, snapping the 150 game long non conference oh, home heart. winning streak. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll also discuss the win. Uh, win? Yeah, was it a? Yeah, it, it was, was a, a win. It, it just was, wasn't a pretty one. It was a win. It was a win uh, against the. Um, uh, the Winthrop Eagles mm-hmm. uh, at Cameron on Friday night, and uh, probably also talk about what is in store for this Duke team oh. next week as we travel to Michigan State and then VTech back that, to back. That is correct. It's a rough road trip. So, so um, first of all, I think you know one of the reasons I want to point out that we have this podcast is to have uh, a way for fans to get past the Coach K propaganda mm-hmm. that is fueled from the university. Okay, we're sort of a, an underground... What do they call the underground press in Soviet Russia? The, well, Sami's Dot. The Sami's Dot. No, that, that wasn't the name of the press. That was the name of the actual printed material okay. that was illegally circulated. Well, we're the Sami's Dot. We're, if you they know, had podcasts then, yeah. they would be us. Yeah, and so you know, to see that... Uh, I didn't realize this when we started, when I recruited Aaron... But to see that we have a bootlicker uh, mm. among our among our co-hosts <laughs> is really is really unfortunate. Look, this team is obviously a top twenty-five yeah. team. They're obviously a top five team. I'm gonna hot take you. They should still be the number one team. Okay, Ooh. who else are you gonna put in front of them? Louisville. Yes. Okay, fine. Maybe Louisville. But yeah. I still think we definitely will still be a top five team. Yeah. This week sucked. This was a bad week. Um, Ariana and I just before you came over, Aaron, watched the end of the Stephen F. Austin mm-hmm. game again. Like the masochists we are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was sick. <clears throat> I'm gonna just say something though about that game. I'm gonna say that I don't really care too much about it, and I think the mm. loss—it's like one of those beneficial early season losses where you kind of need to come back to earth a little bit. Um, 
there were some weird things that happened in that game. We lost that game primarily because Vernon Carey couldn't hit a foul shot. Mm-hmm. That's not normal for him. He's not like usually terrible at that. Our defense was bad. A lot of things were, were very bad, but it was a weird game too. And I think we got caught up in the momentum of like sort of running back and forth of them. We never got our heads together. Coach K didn't call the right timeouts when he should have. I don't think we treated that game like a game we necessarily needed to win. Otherwise, I think we still would have won. I just think it was, I just think it was a strange game and I have a lot of individual complaints about that and the Winthrop game. Yeah. But I just want to put it out there that I don't think that's the end of the world. And I'll say this also, the Virginia Tech game is really big and I really mm-hmm. want to start 1-0 in the ACC. I don't give a shit about this Michigan State game, especially if Cassius Stanley is out. And I think we should do what British soccer teams do for like the crappy League Cup games they're forced to where we send out like um, Keenan Worthington and, and four just of his buddies go. that he recruits. Uh, but not really. But, I, you know, I want to win the Michigan State game. I think it might be unwinnable for us. It's going to be really, really tough. Mm-hmm. Um, there will be stuff to see there. But I, I think the Virginia Tech game is what we have to focus on. That's a lot. I've said a lot of shit there. Um, Ariana, what do you make of this week? I mean, this- yeah. Yeah. Um, so this week, basketball-wise, was really strange. I think we saw I mean I think exactly what I was worried about on our last podcast about Duke kind of looking ahead to like the tough week that's coming up as opposed to paying attention to these two games this week um was apparent and I think that's a little bit what happened to these guys and they were good teams um, too they were the they were good Stephen teams Austin, right team. like yeah. they were not teams to be taken lightly and I think we came out not prepared for that um and I think we kind of it got frazzled and then we're never really able to regain our like sense of control um but I also think that it was kind of I don't know. A lot of things stood out to me that gave me pause and made me worry a little bit about, uh, about our team going forward. Um, partly in regards to like the game that Trey Jones had on Tuesday. Like, I think that was the worst game that I have seen him play period. Um, with the amount of turnovers he had, I think he had eight. Um, and he played really tired. He kept getting beat on defense. Um, I mean, we kind of kept getting beat on defense in a lot of different ways. Uh, but also I think the things that concern me more is how the team functioned together. There were definite times where they got mad at one another on the court and like some of them would isolate themselves during the offense and not really contribute or move or create space for others, um, or even make plays to get the ball. And so it's those sort of like attitude things that worried me after the loss on Tuesday the most. What did you see there? That's interesting. So there was one point in in time and I think it was in the second half when Stephen F. Austin started kind of getting, getting, that's not the right tense of that verb. When Stephen F. Austin kind of got into the flow of things and it might've been right when they took the lead. Um, and I think it was after a defensive possession where Vernon Carey just got walloped in the lane as per usual as what happened in that game. And Cassius and Vern kind of got into it a little bit and like were drawing off at each other. And then like, at that point, Cash has kind of isolated himself in the wings and like never really made a play for the ball again and just like waited. Like as if like mm. you guys just need to figure out a way to get me the ball and I'm never gonna come to you to get it. And I'm not also gonna talk to you to get it. It was kind of one of those like, I'm mad at you, but I'm still in the game, but I also don't want to talk to you things. And it was just really weird and like Yeah, well the book um, the book on him, as I said right, from it high was, school was prima donna. Right. And it was one of those moments where I turned to my friend Kyle as I was standing there. Um, and I was like, you know, 
you had made that comment about him being a little bit of a prima donna and I didn't believe it at first, but that was the first moment where watching him on the court, I was like, Ooh, like I might buy into that. Like that was not a graceful moment. And they really got flustered in that loss. Um, and I think that contributed to why we weren't able to actually get an offense going and why we kept feeling so frazzled. Yeah, I agree with that. Aaron, um, a real quick diversion. How does it feel to sit next to an ESPN Snapchat celebrity. <laughs> so I, I actually, you didn't like the picture. Um, no, I mean, my wife thought you looked good. Yeah. Oh, I, I sure we'll go with it. So for our, our listeners who are listening, obviously, um, I ended up being the sad Duke fan face that they showed for a good amount of time with my hands held in prayer while I watched our team crumble. Um, it's actually you were watching uh, Trey Jones shoot free throws. Yeah, that and like that's yeah. generally what I do when they shoot free throws. Like I'm not religious, but I don't know why. Like that just brings me comfort <laughs> when they shoot. It didn't help carry, but I digress. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I definitely got a lot of screenshots of my face from that game, and then woke up on Thanksgiving morning with a message from one of my undergrads telling me that I was the face of ESPN's Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, and for for real heads out there, for real Ariana heads, there is a oh, second God. very brief appearance of Ariana, which is the quintessential <laughs> Ariana, which is sipping from an oversized yeah. water bottle. Oh yeah, I saw that one too. <laughs> Gotta stay hydrated, man. Gotta stay hydrated. I saw yeah. it too. Um, I actually spent the first two minutes of overtime um, screen capping that um, nice. uh, for Ariana because um, so that evening my wife, my unnamed wife, uh, was watching a, a Hallmark movie on TV. Uh, it was the yeah it was Tuesday night so uh, uh, Thanksgiving was Thursday. Uh, I had a lot of work to do and so I was watching the game on my computer, uh, which allowed me to uh, to then do the the screen capping. Um, and I said, "Hey, unnamed wife, there's Ariana from the podcast," <laughs> and she was like, huh? Huh? Because the Hallmark movie was about um, a mannequin who comes to life. Oh, and, sure. Uh, Classic <laughs> theme. And yeah. perhaps makes love to a human woman. Oh, yeah. wow. So, yeah. Um, uh, it feels great to uh, that you know someone in our, our podcast is, is getting noticed out there. Um, uh, I also thought it was a very um, uh, nice shot. I have a question, though. Yeah. Do you always wear all black? Uh, so I don't always wear all black. Um, though I will say that I am superstitious with the things that I wear in Cameron and how our games go. So I will never wear that shirt in Cameron again. <laughs> it seemed like you were you were dressed for a funeral, and that's what and we got. And I got it. I got it. And a quick follow up: um, How comfortable are you that Aaron has a bunch of screenshots <laughs> of you on his computer now? Well, I emailed. I emailed them. <laughs> That doesn't give them away, you know. Just let no. me know <laughs> you email them and then the file, <laughs> the file gone. is gone from your computer. Once you send this, they are gone forever. Uh, well, hey, speaking of mannequins coming to life and metaphorically making love to human women, mm -hmm. um, one thing I had to say was this was a good week for jo uh, Joey Baker. It was a good week. <laughs> and that hurt. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Oh, we really it shouldn't, it shouldn't be the time of the podcast to bring them no, up. We'll no. talk about them later. I just wanted that segue. Yeah. I wanted it bad. But no, I, I do want to talk really quickly with you both about um, Trey Jones because yeah. Ariana, you nailed it. Like It was a shitty game for him and a really bad week for him. Yeah. And his defense has been so stunningly good that this week was equally shocking on the negative side. Mm -hmm. I just watched him for two games get burnt, including yeah. against Winthrop. Um, 
you know, the Winthrop game, our guards were getting absolutely Murdered. torched. So many layups, easy layups. And then if our big men stepped up, so many wide open threes on nope. the kickout. And a lot of it started with Trey Jones. I mean, yeah. Goldwire was getting torched too. Wendell Moore was getting torched. Yep. It was all bad. But I mean, it really starts with Trey Jones. What the hell happened? Because I thought this guy was like the best defender we'd ever had. Coach yeah. K said he was, I thought he was the best, best. in the country. Yep. And this looked like, I mean, this was awful. I mean, it was two awful games by him. Yeah. Um, Honestly, I think the kids played a lot of basketball so far, and we don't have anybody to switch him out for, and he has barely sat out. I think during the uh, first half of the Winthrop game, or maybe it was one of the the halves in the Stephen F. Austin game, Coach K took him out with 3.9 seconds left, and I was like, ooh, that's a good rest. Um, (laughs) And, like, I think we we need to develop somebody so that some of the pressure and some of the playing time gets taken off Trey a little bit, because I think what we saw was Trey playing, Trey playing exhausted because he felt like he had to carry the team on his back. And I think that's definitely what you saw down the stretch during the Stephen F. Austin game when he was like, nothing's clicking on offense. So I have to do it. And so we saw him dribble a lot at the top of the key, not going anywhere or like rocketing off shots that he had no business taking super early in the shot clock with no one under the basket to rebound. Um, But yeah, on defense, the kid just looks tired, right? Mm -hmm. He keeps getting beat. Then he keeps making stupid fouls because he's behind and like to try and stop the guy. He like tries to create contact to get the foul call. And then instead of it being a charge, since he's clearly behind the foul call goes on him. Um, And it just, it looks like tired defense and it looks like tired decision-making. Like, I think that's one of the reasons why he had, a high for turnovers on Tuesday night um, because he was just was making tired decisions. Yeah, I know. We were laughing about the idea of like, we've never seen someone try to take a charge from behind mm-hmm. before, from behind the offensive <laughs> Like, player. it doesn't work that way. Yeah, like, you're, <laughs> nev- you're never try- going to get that call. Um, yeah, I, I guess, like, my one worry um, is that we kind of saw him, like, through valleys and peaks last year, mm-hmm. too. And it maybe is like, all right, well, that's a freshman. Of course, you're going to yeah. have that. Um, but now I'm like, is is his natural cycle a little bit like he's gonna look a like a like a demigod some games and then and then all of a sudden we're gonna go, what happened to Trey? What happened to our leader? I don't know. It's possible, and it's possible that that'll shift in regards to whether or not he feels like he is responsible for how the team goes. And I realize, like in some cases, you need a dude who like takes on that ownership and really thrives in that sort of environment. Um, but I think simultaneously, that's a lot of pressure to put into a, a sophomore guard's hands, especially leading a team that is primarily freshman. Um, and I think we saw a little bit of like levity in Trey's game when he did get that contribution from Matt Hurt and that contribution from Joey Baker. And right. so um, I, I think having the like those offsets and, you know, for the majority of the season, we've like kind of seen that interplay between the amount of work Trey's had to put in with the amount of work that other guys are doing. Um, and hopefully we'll be able to develop either, you know, Wendell is a little bit of, uh, with some point guard capabilities so that we can swap some of that responsibility away from Trey a little bit. Well, it, you know, fatigue is not a zero sum game, right? Or I guess energy, uh, the opposite of fatigue, uh, is, is, <laughs> is that not, is it, that right? <laughs> I don't, is energy the opposite of fatigue? I don't know. Go okay. for it. Right. I'll look up the Thoris.com. <laughs> you guys are, I was I was Thoris. really sad that you don't have an American Heritage Dictionary. <laughs> uh, why, why did because you want to look up Odios? Yeah, uh, uh, Osius. Is that how you say it? I think that's how the lady on Wikipedia said it. Okay, it's not really a lady. It's it's a computer. Um, it's a <laughs> no, it's a, it's a female computer. It's a female computer. <laughs> I really don't understand how computers. What work. are the computers' pronouns? Um, yeah, it's they. Uh, okay. All right. 
there uh, energy energy is not just a thing that that you you start with a lot and then lose um uh energy can be renewable and i think what you were saying about uh, uh the second game the, the winthrop game and, and getting contributions from from other players uh absolutely right I, I think at this point of the season to say that trey jones is physically fatigued uh is a you know okay fine maybe he's sick or mm-hmm. something uh, but it looks more like uh, the kind of mental fatigue mm-hmm. that you were talking about, uh, that he's being being drained more than he's being renewed mm-hmm. um, out on the court. So, yeah. uh, you know, I d- he looks tired, mm-hmm. right? And there's, there's all kinds of, of ways that fatigue can manifest itself. Uh, but I really hope he's not physically tired at this point, uh, if that's it then we have real problems. Yeah. I, I think the, uh, you know, the energy and, and mental fatigue is something at least that, that can be addressed. Yeah. Um, and like, it, it just got me thinking about kind of earlier comments that we made about the team being like a little bit quiet and kind of needing those like spark plug guys to really come in and like turn things on and like boost the energy levels of this team yeah. and how those kind of come like <clears throat> sparingly, or sometimes it's just like not enough to really push them over that edge. And then I just started thinking about um, the energy vampire from, uh, Oh my God, what is that series called? what we do in the shadows. Oh yeah. yeah and yeah, like yeah, yeah. wondering if like a little bit of that isn't <laughs> happening because like Trey Joe's is having to like take on a little bit too much and like that energy is getting like sucked away from him. Um, but, but yeah, no, I agree. I agree with what you said, Aaron, in that regard. For people who haven't seen that show, it's Jermaine from a flight of the Concords. Yeah. Uh, I have not known what any of these things are. Oh, <laughs> it's a hilarious show, but it's all these like actual vampires and the energy vampire is just, this dude in like a like a khaki suit, like he's just the most boring person you could ever imagine being around. Yeah, they show him like in the office, like talking to people and just like people just hating conversing with them. Yeah, an energy vampire. That's good. I really can't relate to that. Oh boy. You... I mean, we're doing Aaron, our best not to, to succumb to you, Aaron. <laughs> doing our best. Wait, what is he wearing? <laughs> Khakis and a shitty tie, not a khaki suit like a British Army officer. Oh, interesting. Um, you can't say that in britain it's a dirty word yeah it is um it's in every single irish rebel song they make fun of the khaki suits except they say khaki all right um so yeah we trey was rough um i guess the big thing that we have to talk about before we get to the big picture is vernon Carey's defense um and also maybe his hands uh if that that Stephen of Austin game proved hands up, proved hands, our, yeah, they yeah. need to be I yelled hands. It. I yelled my, it a lot. Yeah, my old high school coach needs to be there screaming hands at him. Uh, but that proved Ariana so right. I mean, you've been calling that for a while, mm-hmm. and yes, and uh, yeah, actually, I, talk about the thing Coach K said because I thought that was ingenious about the yeah. field goal percentage. Yeah. So um, I was. After after the Stephen F. Austin uh, loss, um, me and my friends Kyle and Kathy went to cookout to drown our sorrows, as one does. Um, and like I gave my full on. What'd you get? Uh, so I got a tray with a spicy chicken sandwich, chicken nuggets, onion rings, and a chocolate peanut butter Oreo milkshake. That's good as hell. Um, yeah, yeah. It was fantastic. I went that night, by the way. After I oh, did you? you? At 30. I was playing. <laughs> I had just gotten home. I had had too much wine on the flight, and I was like, oh, hell yes. I need to do some late night cookout. And I went and had chicken tenders and yes, a banana shake. Yes, their chicken tenders are so good. Yeah. 
Um, and cookout. If anyone working for cookout is listening to this, they should oh, probably just sponsor, sponsor, this sponsor podcast. the podcast. Oh yeah. Right. Double drive through. I'll say it all the time. Yes. Yeah. I'll do it. We'll do it for the bare minimum. Yeah. We are absolutely. Um, but I didn't listen. I like, I have diatribed about the Stephen F. Austin game a lot. And to all my friends who have had to listen to me vent, I apologize profusely, except I don't because I then listened to coach K's podcast or coach K's press conference after the game. And all the things that I was yelling about were things that he dogged our team on. And so I felt really smart. In addition, I was like, I mean, eventually the man's going to retire. And if they need a replacement head coach, I will be available. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, but one of the things that he said, he mentioned the fact that um, in the stats, if you miss a shot because you got fouled, that does not go in your percentage for field goals. Right. And As it should be, we should right. say. Yeah, right. Exactly. And so Coach K mentioned the fact that for Vernon Carey down the stretch, right, there were a lot of misses that didn't show up in his stats for that game. And then he got sent to the free throw line and he could not convert from, from the three, three free throw line at all. Yep. Right. He was four of 11 that game. And he legit just called Vernon Carey out on the fact that, like, you, we can't have that. That's not a thing that you can do if you want to win basketball games. Right. Um, and so it really, like, I, I think – Maybe for the first time since the start of the season, like this, the Stephen F. Austin game was like a bad game for Vernon Carey straight up. Mm -hmm. He kept getting beat on defense all day long. Like SFA dominated the paint against us. They really did. Um, oftentimes it was because Vernon Carey was out of position and like had no business being where he was on defense and then left the lane either wide open or just ended up on his butt because he couldn't like rotate or drop fast enough to like actually stop his man from getting to the bucket. Um, and then on offense, he couldn't like, if he was down low, he couldn't hold on to the ball. And so as opposed to him making three point plays off of putting the bucket in, in addition to getting fouled, he would miss the bucket because he couldn't keep the ball in his hands and then miss his free throws. If not one of two miss both of them right out. Yep. And so he really struggled in that game yeah i mean like you look at the game uh harris who's the guy who's built like a brick shit house mm -hmm. was at the rim nine for 12 yep. and a lot of those were wide open dunks yep. uh mm -hmm. cameron johnson seven for 10 at the rim uh kensmill six for 11 at the rim uh bain who is a guard four for four at the rim including the game winner mm -hmm. uh they were they took 49 shots in what you would classify as at the rim 15 mid-rangers and uh only 10 three-pointers over a course of a 40-minute game plus five minutes of overtime. They were just Brutal. on our asses. I mean, they were driving. They were dishing. Vernon Carey couldn't rotate nope. successfully. I mean, they were just getting easy, easy, easy buckets. And honestly, it wasn't that different with Winthrop. Right. So I, uh, if it's not painfully obvious to everyone who listens to this, uh, I do not know a lot about basketball strategy. Uh, so as I was watching the game, uh, I saw Vernon getting completely embarrassed mm -hmm. and i think i texted you ariana it seems like they're doing some kind of old man basketball tricks to him <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah but was yeah. that so that's kind of what was actually happening yeah i mean there was a lot of backdoor but there was a lot of just i mean a lot of it was just him stepping up at the wrong time on yep. double teams or not rotating when somebody else stepped up yep. and leaving a man wide open under the rim to the point as ariana pointed so out so were they me, but were they baiting him into doing that sorry sort of i mean sometimes but, yeah. yeah um and sorry, Shane, I didn't mean to, to no, cut no, you no. off. Um, but yeah, sometimes, yes. So like they would like cheat up a little bit and then he felt like he had to move up too, but then he would lose the fact that his man behind him was still down low. And so he kept losing like where he should be. And like, 
knowing where his position, like where he should position his body between his man in the basket or between his man in the ball. And like, that's like, I can remember my dad teaching me that when I started playing basketball in elementary school. So like for Vernon Carey, who has like lived and breathed basketball for as long as he has, that shouldn't have been the thing that was happening. Now let's be, let's be fair to him. He was poor on the adjustments, but this was not Vernon Carey getting beat one-on-one. True. This was him being put under pressure by the fact that yes. our guards could not keep anyone out of the lane. Yes. So there's that too. It was a combo. Yeah, it was a combo, but you know, Somebody should be helping him a little bit, yeah. too. I mean, the guy is a freshman. Yeah. Um, and he has been, I think, before this good. week, playing pretty darn mm-hmm. good defense. Um, but, yeah, we saw Winthrop. Uh, the same exact things were happening, blow-bys. And, yep. you know, the Winthrop game, we ended up winning by 13. But uh, let's see. Winthrop was from but the three-point range. Who's to help him? Who is to help him? Other than the guards, I guess, guarding uh, yeah, the area. Yeah, if the guards close, like... Yeah, the guards have to keep the guys out of the mm-hmm. lane. They can't be letting someone go in so easily because that creates a two-on-one situation. Right. Where then he looks a little clueless right now. And, like, he either cheats up to the man who has the ball and then, draw like, that person draws the foul or they dish it to the person that he should have been guarding down low for the easy bucket. So the guard, like, guard defense has to be way better than it was these past two games. Yeah. Um, but then also, I mean, sometimes either Jack White is down in the lane with him or Matt Hurt is down in the lane with him. And Jack, um, and Jack White's a good example of somebody who's very, very good at yeah. sort of doing the quick hedge out yep. and then back and to then his man. In. Just sort of like giving the little appearance of something that right. keeps people from driving right. and then keeps you back and like keeps it from being a genuine two-on-one thing, which exactly. is almost indefensible with any kind of good player. And like, I think Vernon needs to learn how to do that too. So he doesn't get caught in no man's land. Yeah. Yeah, you know what it's like is like a goalie. It's like Allison today. It's like a goalie coming out of his box and just being like stuck too yeah. early. Uh, whereas like you have to either commit to go out or commit to being in, uh, but you can't be two places at once, and you certainly can't be in the middle because mm-hmm. you're going to be guarding nobody essentially. But it's uh, interesting that that the two on one situation happens because of of an imbalance created by ineffective defense by someone who should be stopping things mm-hmm. further out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, further away from yeah. him. Yeah, exactly. You know, it can be, uh, there's occasions where, okay, they can enter the ball into the post and somebody could do an ill-advised mm-hmm. double team and then somebody else doesn't, ro- or maybe not Someone an ill-advised rotate. double team, maybe a right. good double team where Vernon no Carey then to has help. to guard the back and he's not, he's sitting on someone's mm-hmm. man and he's not on his guy. But yeah, it, I think these last two games have very clearly over and over been guards who are yeah. driving by us. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, the ACC coaches are going to be looking at that. Yep. I mean, that's not going to be a secret anymore. Yep. So it's going to be interesting to see Michigan State, like a, a guy like Cassius Winston, he could and a he, coach like Tom Izzo. Yeah, they're going to clever. Yeah, it's going to be it, it will be a blueprint of how teams are going to f- or try to yeah. attack us over. The, um, I mean, one thing that was interesting to me with Stephen F. Austin is it was a very similar thing to we've seen a lot of games where you have a close half, and it seems like. Uh, in the games before our defense has made it so that other teams sort of crumble mm-hmm. a little bit. And then we create offensive opportunities. Stephen F. Austin was the first team that was just like totally down to yep. run with us and to play that kind of game and didn't get tired and yep. actually wore us down a little yep. bit, or at least stayed even. Um, and I do think part of that is down to having smart upperclassmen. Mm-hmm. They were playing very clever. They got lucky. Yeah. Uh, there were a few calls that should have gone our way that didn't, but again, they kept it close and they kept the opportunity so they could have that kind of fluky finish. Yep and actually win the game. Um, I also think we saw, like, their defense, I think, is akin to when our defense is, like, at its top, what we do to other teams. And, like, they just suffocated us on the perimeter so that we, like, couldn't get into the lane. Or when we did get into the lane, it was, like a cluster and like we couldn't get an easy bucket in the slightest. Like their defense was top notch. 
And when there was pressure on, it got worse. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were, you pointed out we had two shot clock violations in overtime. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a point at which, okay, Trey Jones sometimes to start possessions will dribble out 10 seconds off the clock. But when it's crunch time and your offense is not clicking anyway, yep. you've got to be running that offense immediately. You've yep. got to be looking for things immediately. Um, because they did. They absolutely boa constricted us to death. Yep. Um, Which is what we do to other teams, and I don't like it when it happens to us. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good sign. And like I said, I mean, Stephen F. Austin it has that sort of, that feel of a sort of off-the-radar type team, but they're oh, good. They they're are. They're 7-1. I, I think there's a great chance they'll probably be in the tournament mm-hmm. and could give some, you know, some power conference team hell when they're in there. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about what this means for Duke right now. We're going to see a lot this next week because we have two really tough games. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, are you with Aaron? Let's see. Well, Aaron, your perspective is just that this is not even a top five team. And I think we talked about the phrase inherited wealth a little bit. Sure. I, I, I've i made that point on this podcast before that, uh, that no, our our ranking was was mostly the product of other teams losing, us being ranked four, uh, in the preseason, uh, you know, I, I think the sounder argument that I could have made in the past is that really nobody ought to be ranked until say January 1st or something like that right. until some games have been played to, to prevent this kind of effect. But what, you know, what does it really matter, uh, what the rankings are, uh, at this point? I yeah. Think. It's not like football where it's right. going to hurt a team in the long run. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And reading, reading articles about bracketology and what this loss means for, for our seed in the tournament <laughs> yeah. is like, okay, ca- let, let's, yeah. let's, let's, uh, let's chill out here. The fact is that it was just, um, it was really embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really embarrassing to lose that way. Uh, the haters really did come out. Uh, and, yeah. Oh, yeah. and uh, you know, I don't, um, uh, while I may, I may present on this podcast as more of a, uh, uh, Duke pessimist. Um, I am still a fan of the team and still, you know, want to see them do well and, and invest, you know, at least a little bit of my happiness in their performance mm-hmm. on the court. That said, other than being momentarily embarrassing, um, and possibly the sign of, of especially, you know, bookended by by the Winthrop game, perhaps the sign of of some actual weaknesses. Uh, well, it's been Thanksgiving. Um, uh, perhaps people will forget about it, uh, go on with their lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be Christmas soon, uh, and n- no one will really remember that this happened. You know, except for for when they show the the clip at the end of the Stephen F. Austin game. Uh, you know, every time we we play every single game every single game yeah. this year place um you could not have like found two more delighted people than the announcers of that game too yeah. they just love it so much when duke loses oh man um i do want to you brought up thanksgiving um i'm looking at our google doc here from the winthrop game mm. the acc network um oh, it, no. it is incredible how each successive announcer that i see is worse than the, and they were all they started off like terrible it started with Coach K's like son-in-law, who is just like the world's biggest blowhard. Oh goodness! Uh, what's his name again? I can't even remember uh, right now. Oh my god! I can I can picture his face. Spatola. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. He's awful. Um. But then we Jordan Cornette. Is that's that was his name? Yeah. Jordan Cornette did the Winthrop game, and I just want to read you this thing that he said. Um. All right. Uh. Joey Baker made a basket, and this is the quote from Jordan Cornette. Everybody's talking about Thanksgiving dinner. 
How about a baker delivering for Duke? Oh my God, no! Like, oh my God, that's terrible. See, like, the year, <laughs> like the year is 2019. You don't have to do that. Like you don't have to set up these stupid little oh, things, no. and that is bad even by like dumb pun standards. Yeah. But like, you just don't. You don't have to make that effort. You don't have to be that cheesy. Yep. Like oh, that's dreadful. And you know we planned it beforehand. That's uh-huh. really the saddest part. He was just waiting and hoping that Joey Baker came up big. He wrote that and didn't find wow. it too shitty to like just delete it. Wow. Yeah, it's really lame when people prepare for broadcasts of things. Yeah, uh, like they just wing they're, it. Their jokes in advance. Uh, I do like not days pre- in advance. I don't prepare my jokes. Often in call no. call the co-hosts in order to to practice them. I, that's true. I do call in late at night to practice my bits. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> oh, oh God, man. boy. What? Talk about turkeys. Vernon yeah. Carey's defense was gobbledy gobbledy. Terrible. <laughs> Nailed it. Boy, it was better. It seemed better Nailed when I it. said it to Aaron on the phone six uh, days ago. It was better. <laughs> um, but let's, I mean, let's get a little positive. Uh, the Winthrop game showed us Matthew Hurt coming back. Yeah. Um, making some sweet mannequin love to the basketball court. And Joey Baker was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those two guys were great. Um, career highs for both of them. Career highs for both. Uh, I think that's like, okay, well, we have to talk about the cash of Stanley. Injury, yes, we do. Because that to me was the biggest loss of the next two. So far, all we know is that it's not the knee, supposedly, and the the things going around are that it's muscular, which would be really good, um, and that he's out, but only till after Christmas. Yeah. Now, I don't, you never know if that's really true. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just a long history of Duke specifically specifically stringing us along with kind of nonsense you know the Kyrie Irving year comes to mind yeah yep. um so anyway but him being out we really need somebody to step up and it needs to be a guard mm-hmm. and uh you know we need guys who can shoot so Joey Baker is yeah. first of all going to be critical Joey Baker is the new Cassius Stanley I love it you you, you claimed that it within yeah two minutes of Stanley going yep. down I did you um did. so <laughs> I apologize to Cassius Stanley in advance for that please don't uh come after me um passive aggressively uh, as he would yeah exactly he would go sulk Um, sulk in your office at unc uh so joey baker i have a theory go for it should i uh, lay it on us okay all right uh joey baker is a um golden retriever in human form (laughs) okay He, he wants to please i love it he uh you know maybe not the brightest um but uh, I, I think what what happened is he showed such enthusiasm, like good-hearted enthusiasm uh, throughout the offseason and in practice. And he said things like, hey, coach, thanks for thanks for burning my red shirt. Um, yeah. uh, it really helped me. It was a real growth experience. And Coach K was like, what is this? What is this bullshit? What what is this what is this you know guy going on about? He's Eddie Haskell. Why is yeah, he so exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um and why is he so chipper? Yeah. And <laughs> all the time. It, it must be a put on. Mm. Right? But it turns out that Joey Baker is such a fucking nerd <laughs> and a tryhard and a team player and a guy who like actually really wants to be involved and yep. really wants to see people succeed yep. and like really gets excited about it. Yeah. Um and then he he actually is that, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so I think the reason he wasn't getting playing time was that Coach K's deep uh, cynicism was not allowing him to see the genuine, you know, kind of shining, glowing, um, uh, pure, radiant core mm. uh, 
uh, I did a little looking into Joey Baker's uh, Twitter handle. Okay. Um, is his Twitter handle the same as an Instagram handle? No, Joe. No, no, no. It's Joey underscore B V K E R. I think. Okay. Oh, weird. So the okay. B stands. The V stands in for A. I think. Couldn't okay. get Joe. Yeah. Couldn't yeah. get the original Joey Baker. Fair. Someone found his wallet uh, on the Duke campus and said, uh, "Hey, Joey Baker or Joey Baker." Um, <laughs> uh, uh, or, or did you lose something? And he just responded with the uh, prayer prayer hands um, uh, emoji. So this seems like a genuinely kind uh, hearted uh, guy. R- right, he's actually Eddie Haskell. Yeah. Well, no, no. Actually, he's not Eddie Haskell. No, Haskell Eddie, Haskell, Eddie Haskell, Haskell was a yeah. he was a bullshit artist. Yeah. No. Yeah. He's, if if there's he's... anything flawed about Joey Baker, it's not that he's not sincere in the moment. It's that he goes home afterward and just like smears dog's blood over his naked body. <laughs> just something, some real dark shit like that. that. Went from zero to one hundred <laughs> so fast. No, but it's not like Eddie Haskell where it's a bullshit artist. It's right. Like right. There's something yeah. like there's a oh, deeply oh, wrong. There's, oh, there's, 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 there's a David Lynch underpinning to like the heart, the wholesomeness. No, no, no. I think he's actually I think wholesome. Might, yeah. I, I think he might also actually be that wholesome too, seeing the way that he is on the bench with his teammates. Um, like there is just like this kind of like good natured, I will do anything for you sort of like thing going on. And like, yeah. I will uplift you when you are feeling glum and like going back to your like notion of like coach. Hey, just being like, I don't know what this is, yeah, but I don't, I don't like, like it. it. So you're gonna I don't sit. like it. <laughs> you, you sir right? are not an asshole like, and I do not recognize this. No. And it's like. He's like the inverse Grayson Allen. <laughs> Very good. Yes. Yes. yes like if he accidentally tripped a player, air quotes accidentally, like he would stop and help them up and apologize profusely and be like, referee, that was a foul on me. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that. Golden Retriever. And it, he kind of like does have that sort of like, you can see him like with a smile sort of oh, yeah. painting. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Um, Super excitable. And yeah. And that, that was the thing is like nobody bought the act at first. Right. But now they know he's we, just a nerd. And so <laughs> right. they're like, all right, Joe. He's just yeah. a tryhard. He all wants right. to fit in. Yeah. He yeah. wants to do good basketball things. He uh, would have he been like. Be with the guys. He belongs in like the 50s. Like that sort of like attitude. Yeah. He would have fit right in. But um, I think the evil thing is that he's growing a goatee. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. That so should not, stop. Not the smearing his naked body with dogs. <laughs> no, no, no. I think it's just the goatee thing. <laughs> I didn't want to bring that up again, but I did. Yeah. <laughs> well, Needed to clarify. It, refle- it, sure. it reflects so well on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, look, uh, we're not one for starting rumors, which is why I don't oh, think that's a rumor. God. That's just true. No, it's not, folks. We have no proof of that, that Joey Baker smears himself with dog's blood when he's naked at night. <laughs> All right. Um, so moving on. Uh, let's talk about Matt Hurt because Matt Hurt Matt. Uh, was awesome. And he... Played in the post a little bit more against mm-hmm. Winthrop, which I'd Looked love good. to see. I mean, it's in the exhibition against whoever the hell we played, like the Division Three title yeah. team or whatever. He was awesome in the post. And I was like, why are we not getting this guy involved that way? They finally did. Uh, and he was a really, really strong inside-outside mm-hmm. presence. He hit some mid-range Jays. He was great in the post. He scored and he hit a couple threes. Yep. Um, that's the Matt Hurt I was dying to see. Yeah. Uh, and I like it and we need him bad. Yeah. Um, entirely agree with that. It was really nice to see primarily his comfort with the ball when he's playing in that position. Um, and like his, his movements are natural. There are some times where he gets himself into a little bit of a like weird position and he just like throws something up, but he almost always gets the foul call too. Um, so like even when he 
ends up being in a spot where it's like, there's no way to win this situation. He finds a way to like do something productive, at least during the Winthrop game. He for did. Sure, for sure. Um, and so I would love to see more of that from him. And I think playing him in the post and letting him kind of go through those motions and be comfortable with the ball definitely boosted his confidence so that when he did get those opportunities for like either some, you know, long range twos or some threes, like he popped it. His release is so quick and so great. We were talking about yeah. that a little bit yeah, earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, he's able to hit those big shots like that. So I, I like to see it and I hope that we will see more of it, especially next week going into this tough road stretch. Yeah. Agreed. We're going to need him. Um, Aaron, he is freakishly skinny. Uh, going back to something you said before about how we just have a skinny team. We do. Um, yeah. When you go up on Matt Hurt, like he's a skinny dude. Yeah. Even his neck seems really thin to me. Yeah. And a little gang. Like he's so limmy. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'll also say about the, the announcers so far, they don't seem to be trying very hard uh, uh, because, uh, you know, we've we've done the 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 uh, uh, what's his name? Ryan uh, guy. Ryan Kelly. Ryan Kelly. Oh, yeah. 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 Sorry. Cut that one. out. White Raven. Okay. Cut, cut, cut that one out in post. Um, we don't make mistakes on this podcast. Sure. Never. Definitely. Uh, definitely. Gonna do it. <clears throat> definitely do it. Uh, uh, last night, they they comped him to uh, Dunleavy. Oh, and I was like. Are you, are you guys? Is this does this have something to do with perhaps the the the, the hint the tint yeah. his his uh, his uh, pigmentation? His... Mm-hmm. He is very pale. He is very pale, <laughs> as were both of those. Yes, those indeed. Fellows. But I have to respect them if they are because they're not just doing like white versus black. They're doing <laughs> they're doing like shades. extremely. Yeah. They're only they're doing going like, like the oh. palest white <laughs> yeah. kids right. Duke has had. Exactly. So. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they're not race scientists. They're like they're really right. into like like onto the like yeah the spectrum into of color. narrow narrow spectrum. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he kind of was Dunleavy esque though. I have to say. Yeah. Like maybe more than he was Kelly esque. The other just I'm talking just about the winter. Yeah, about yeah, the winter. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Because I mean I think for Ryan Kelly it was like three point presence all the way, and like for Dunleavy I think the other thing about Matt Hurt, like. He's very quiet, and then all of a sudden, he like almost has a double double. And then, like yeah. Mike Dunleavy, that was also a fixture of his game where you're like, was Mike Dunleavy was he even in? there? Right. right? It's like was was he was he a part oh, of this totally. game at all? Yeah. And then you look at his stats, and it's like twenty points, thirteen rebounds, like you know, and it's just like oh. Well, the national championship game against Arizona was that. Yeah. It was like Mike Dunleavy not there, and then oh, he just won the game for us by hitting right. four threes in like twelve two minutes. Like, yeah. It's yeah. ridiculous. So yeah, Hurt does have a little bit of that, and skill wise, not pigmentation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's. We'll, I guess we'll move off the Ryan Kelly uh, comp, and yeah. we'll we'll go on to the. the I do. Dumb, I, the yeah, I do camp. feel like by the end of his career, Kelly was mostly a three point shooter, mm-hmm. right? I he mean, was. Yeah, it shifted that way. He could drive a little bit, but yeah, I, I think I think Hurt has a lot of versatility. Yeah, more mm-hmm. more to give. Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So I loved Hurt, and then. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting with Cassius Stanley out. I'm very yeah. very worried about it. He's the kind of guy that, even when he's not putting up like 20 points, he's prolonging possessions because he jumps so high. Mm-hmm. He can like yeah, you know, he gets offensive boards or yeah. he like keeps it gets it so somebody else can get an offensive yeah. board. He gets a lot of blocks. We he saw his we saw his it. amazing block off the uh, off the double right in the um FSA, SFA, SFA game. game. Like yeah, he just has a presence all around because right. he's so athletic and he's one of few guys on our team that can actually throw down a legitimate dunk like i hate the fact that the dunk he had during the Stephen uh, f austin game which was phenomenal and he hung in the air like effortlessly got overshadowed by the fact that we lost it 
But it's like, for as large as Vernon Carey is, boy can't dunk a basketball. And, like, Cassius really does, like, the energy that you get from a dunk is coming from Cassius. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That dunk was so good. Mm-hmm. Can we also just, like, tip our cap to Coach K that – I don't think there's ever been a better uh, coach for out of bounds plays off of timeouts. Yeah. <laughs> Every single time we, I think our like scoring percentage is a hundred percent. He always has something. It always seems like it's a little different or mm-hmm. varied and nobody can stop him. But um, yeah. So, okay. Well, well, Carrie fell, fell down on one. Yeah. Uh, yesterday. Yeah. But that's or not Friday's. I mean, you know, that's, uh, well, it would, that would hurt. Error. That would hurt the hundred percent. Fair. Oh, fair enough. So we're okay. like 90 something. It's 99.99. Ha. That was the first time. <laughs> Fact check. <laughs> well done. Um, and I guess the guy we should talk about too is Wendell Moore. Um, oh, Wendell. Hot and cold, uh, hot and cold Wendell. I know. Mm. And like part of me is like, you know, with Cash us out, like this would be a great time for Wendell to step up and like really pull into that. Like we'll see him make progress. And like it would be so great if he could like step into that role fully instead of kind of doing this back and forth wobble thing that he's doing yeah he might take one step forward and then, then like 15 steps backwards yeah um and he had some like good possessions during the sfa game where he like prolonged things he got like you know boards um you know down the stretch going into them winning he like when we had the ball and i forget who missed he's the one who came up with it right and he got it back to trey at the top of the key and, like, we got a chance to, you know, reset. And, like, it didn't end up working out for us. But, like, he's the one that created the chance for us to be in that position. Um, yeah, and yeah. then and during the Winthrop game, like, boy was nowhere to be found. And he, he kept awful. getting beat on defense. And, like, there was one possession where the – I forget who was guarding for Winthrop, but the boy was running him in circles. Like, complete circles. And one point he just sort of gave up and like stayed in the lane and didn't just like pointed to be like, somebody get my man, like anybody, somebody, <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, didn't even bother to chase after him. And like, I, yeah. So he had, so here's a good indication. I, yeah. I thought his Stephen F Austin game was fine. It was by his standards, just decent. You know mm-hmm. I mean? He's, he's been playing better lately, but he had 34 minutes. Then he had 19 minutes in the Winthrop game, and I I suspect that it was less than two minutes in the second half. Yeah, he just completely lost Coach K's confidence, and yeah. he was god awful that game. It was like it was a really really big step back for him, and I it was hard. Look, I hope he keeps starting, even when he wasn't playing well, he was starting. So mm-hmm. I think he's probably a guy that works really hard. Yep. He is a good defender, um, but he I'm usually again the Winthrop game he was bad yeah. at that too. But yeah, his offense was awful. He was turning the ball over. Mm-hmm. He looked timid again. It was just actually sad to watch yeah. because you kind of felt like it was something, some little growing pain thing he mm-hmm. had gotten over. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, th- again, with Cassius Stanley out, we sound like a broken record, but that's exactly the kind of guy who needs to step yeah. up and needs to play well, or we're going to get crushed by basically in most of our ACC road games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have a question uh, for the both of you, and this is a basketball question. Yeah. Why can't we finish plays. Mm. Um, uh, so here, here, yeah. Uh, I've noticed that when Cassius was playing, even he had some some trouble finishing around the rim. Uh, certainly, uh, uh, Wendell Moore uh, does as well. I think we've we've talked about the well documented Vernon Carey uh, hands issue. But uh, when it comes to the the uh, slasher type guys, what what is it that differentiates players and their finishing ability? Is that something you practice or is that something you have? 
Ooh, I would say you definitely have to practice it, uh-huh. but it is somewhat instinctual too. Agreed. I actually think Cassius, despite his last game, is a very good finisher at the rim. I think he's one of our better guys. Yeah, yeah, I think he's good. I think Wendell Moore for sure has shown like he can do it. He just he can do it, not. but I think he hasn't been great at it, yeah. and he was awful in the Winthrop game. Yeah. Um, it's funny with like with Vernon Carey because he's got a wonderful touch and he's a good scorer. But any contact, and the yep, guy, it's the guy, gone. The balls, gone. the balls out of his hands. Because I think we've determined Ariana did her foot research, yeah. to bring foot fetish corner back. Uh, <laughs> but like, I think his like, if we go by that, I think his hands are like smaller than all of ours. But uh, yeah, I, I do to answer your question. I think it's like, I think everybody practices so mm-hmm. much that I think the differences at this point are probably like natural to yeah. some degree, somewhat instinctual. Um, and yeah, and we've been t- terrible at it. And everybody was terrible at it in the Winthrop game. Everybody was terrible in the Stephen F. Austin game. Um, it's I think maybe we're being infected by Jeff and Delorean. <laughs> I don't Happy know, hands. but uh, but yeah, it's ugly. We we do have to finish better. That's why mm-hmm. the Stephen F. Austin game. There were so many little things. It's like we could have won that game yeah. by fifteen just as easily as you know having going to overtime and losing. Yeah, I don't know. What do you? What's your take on the finishing? So yeah, I think there's a good component of it that is instinctual. So I'm thinking to like last year's team with like RJ or mm. Zion, and like there wasn't a. It didn't like come hell or high water. They were getting to the basket, and that b- b- bucket was going in. Like the ball was going through yeah. the hoop, and like they were gonna make it there, and they didn't care who the defender was. And like I think there's a mindset and a mentality of like fuck it, I'm going. Um, and I think these guys are like this year's team's a little bit more timid in that regard. And I think some of it comes from the potentially the like pressure of knowing that we're a little bit of an undersized team. Um, But then also knowing that the bulk of our points were reliant on scoring in the paint. Um, And in those moments where you do see us kind of finishing best is where we're taking those like mid range jumpers or, you know, things like that, where it's like that light touch and the basket rolls in. Um, And so it's where we get that little bit of like breathing room, that little bit of space Mm -hmm. that we actually are able to convert. But it's almost like when we are pressured at the basket with the ball then it's a little bit more challenging for, for the other guys. Cassius is a little bit less of a problem for, but for the other guys, it does become a problem where like that amount of contact is there. Um, and I do, and like Trey too, I think is a decent finisher. I'd probably put yeah. Cassius and Trey as our like two best. For sure. no. um, and for the other guys, I think it is a matter of like toughness, right? Mm-hmm. We see it with Jack White. He doesn't drive past the like free throw he line. He won't do it. He's, he he's yeah. so in his head about it that he just can't do it. And so when he tries, there's no chance of him finishing because he's already counted himself out. Yep. Um, whereas like we saw, I'm trying to remember what game it was, um, but he drove baseline as opposed to um, coming through past the three free throw line. I can't say that tonight. Um, And it was really effective. And I think he dished it potentially to Matt Hurt for the like two. And like it worked super well. And it's almost like this mental thing of when he comes in at it from one angle and he knows he's going to get stuffed, he won't do it. But from that other angle, it was like, oh, this is feasible. Um, So I think that sort of pressure has a lot to do with it for these kids. Yeah. All right. So, um, in honor of Mr. and Mrs. Kirschenfeld, I think we should probably start wrapping this one up. That's, yeah. So we don't get mad. That's Doctor Kirschenfeld to you. Ooh. I'm sorry, Mr. and Mrs. Doctor Kirschenfeld. <laughs> um, yeah. So they uh, they were honest about shortening the podcast, so we're gonna sort of do it. We're already at 50 minutes, but I do want to mention yeah, um, we're listening to my parents. Yay! Um, hey, we're only 20 minutes that, off. That would be a first for me. But um, yeah, I do. Well, hold, I would like to run down since we're on the topic oh, of, of my parents. Yes, um, 
Did they have things to say? My dad knows the price of the good RX prescription. Um, the ad, in the ad, he actually knows wow. he knows the price. Mm-hmm. He loved the QB. Uh, what is, is the QB? QB is the uh, uh, little exercise bike that you um, ride underneath your desk. Ah. It's like a, yeah, okay. Uh, keep, keep them legs moving. Uh, both of my calories. parents were engaged in what I would say is a, a not not an argument, but certainly a disagreement about whether. Uh, Projex and uh, uh, Laser X, which is the proper venue for playing both mm. of those games. Uh, Projex, uh, perhaps much more of an indoor game, but it can be played outside. Laser X, uh, more of an outdoor game, but it can be played indoors. Can you play Projex wow. outside? You've got to project it on something. So there, yeah, there, how you, apparently there is a, a the scene. There is a scene, according to my mother. Scene. A scene. A <laughs> That's scene how of, long the commercial is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that shows the uh, the kids playing outside. Huh. Okay. Uh, the more you know. <laughs> it's an act four scene, too. <laughs> Blink and you missed it. It's right before the ghost of Projects' father comes back along the ramparts. Uh, speaking of ramparts, uh, uh, father's definitely pro socket shelf. Mm. Um, you could you could fit a lot of uh, ghosts on there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> by the end of the Winthrop game, I have a note that says, Dad has gotten sad and surly. <laughs> Uh, and predicts now 10 ACC wins. Uh, uh, so Yeah, I definitely uh, felt mine when we were doing our, like, oh, this is how many wins we're going to have. I was like, <laughs> I am screwed. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, are you 15 and 5? No, you took 15 and 5. You and were so 16 I was, and 4. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What did Aaron take? Uh, I was 13, 13 and, and 7, 7. Which looks a little optimistic, I yeah. must say. No, 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 no. It's not optimistic. 14 and 6. I would maybe. go to 12 and 8 right now. No, I, I think had, we'll get it back. If I had my... This I, is just an early. This is an early hiccup. I mean, yeah. we're still the team that looks so good against. Honestly, yeah. part of me is like wondering, and one of my buddies, when uh, I asked him uh, last night before the game, um, uh, about like what Coach K said, like going into the Winthrop game, uh, and honestly, part of me, like I was really hoping we would just come out and like wallop Winthrop, like it was going to be no contest, yeah, like fifty a, a point game, and like them and yeah, like, everything is right with the world, right? Yeah. Especially after Coach K saying like not a top five team, not even a top 25 team. Like he'll do things like that sometimes where he's trying to get players angry and like get under their skin. So they actually prove themselves. Um, and I was really disappointed that we didn't come out and like play that way. Well, like we were still played very frazzled. Um, and so part of like, when I was uh, joking with my friend, he was like, I, you know, I wonder if Coach K didn't pay Stephen F. Austin to like come in and win, and then they did it like literally. <laughs> and, like, yeah, right, right. You know, and I was like thinking the same thing of like, does this team need that level of a shakeup of like, hey, you guys like really need to get it together, and like this is the consequence of when you don't. Um, I don't know why I went on that tangent. No, but there no. you go. <laughs> I think you're right, but yeah, and that's like one thing I kept thinking was like this team's identity is defense, and when they let up at all, they're gonna lose. Yeah. So like maybe it is. I mean, like yeah. the, the slightest appearance of ego will absolutely derail yep. this team. Yep. Um, and the slightest thinking like they're actually good will yep. will derail this team. This team is only as good as, as long as they, they play like they're not. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. like they play like they're the underdog. Exactly. If they start playing like. They're the heavy favorite or whatever, or the overdog, as yep. the as the folks in Vegas say. Then they are going yeah. to lose. Yeah. Um. They also need a lot of active coaching. Like this is the most I have seen. Like the coaching staff from the bench, like really be like constantly up, constantly yelling at them, and like telling them what to do, where to be. Um. And sometimes it comes from like the entire bench, like all the players on the bench being like, "Hey, like X, Y, or Z." So they need a lot of support. Um, but you're right. I think they they are as good as they think they aren't. Yep, that's great. 
Um, all right, Aaron, would you like to uh, kick us anything before we uh, head to the great podcast abyss? Yeah, sure. I have I have some closing thoughts. <laughs> Go for um, it. Uh, first uh, quote from Mom. Uh, we're not strong with the ball. Accurate. There you go. So, Vernon Carey. So my mom is uh, probably a better uh, analyst of <laughs> of basketball games. Why than, do we have you on this I podcast? Am. I know we should invite we should invite my unnamed mother. <laughs> oh man, can uh, we do a parents no, edition? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I think well, it we sounds have. like Aaron's dad knows basketball and is more cynical than him. Yeah. So yeah. it's like getting a souped up Aaron. <laughs> right. <on the> show. <laughs> this this was a very interesting Thanksgiving for watching that. Um, oh, uh, my mother's goodness. acumen at, at diagnosing basketball games and my father's. Uh, cl- clear influence on on me, uh, but we've we've had a lot of uh, references to dogs in this podcast. Um, it's true. What, the thing that you said that I will not repeat, Shane. Well, you had, brought up, you had brought up that maybe Joey Baker was a golden oh, was retriever, a naked yeah. body with dogs. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was what you said. No, no, I did not say that. He is um, a lovely golden retriever. Yeah, he's yeah. he's a golden retriever. Uh, you said that thing. Uh, <laughs> we talked about uh, over dogs and underdogs. We did. Sure. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, underdog and um i believe we mentioned dogs one more time oh there's that one time i barked in your face aggressively, <laughs> and i want to apologize for that it wasn't appropriate uh or apropos in any way we cut that out yeah um <laughs> i'm uh, gonna go edit that one out uh uh on the acc network oh, no. during the halftime oh mm-hmm. god there was some something that seemed to be a podcast on tv uh with what? um uh, Woody Durham's kid, West Durham, okay, and someone named Packer. Uh, they seem to. Is it Billy Packer's kid? I don't, I don't know. That, that would be awesome. <laughs> uh, uh, so this is an ACC network. Uh, is he miserable? <laughs> That's how you can tell. Uh, ACC network uh, uh, thing, but they were playing a game that was actually dog themed. Oh, wow! Uh, and the um, it was kind of like a uh, uh, what are those where, where they do? Are you gonna uh, do you? Do you buy it or or sell it? Uh, oh, that's one of with those, dogs? those those segments, you know. No, no, yeah. Are you, are you thumbs up or thumbs yeah. down? Yeah, like uh, what's it? Uh, PTI does that. So yeah. theirs was dog themed. Okay. And it was, do you bark or do you bite? And <laughs> we, bark. we we could not figure out which was which. <laughs> which was good, which was bad. So all I have to say uh, for my closing thoughts is that I'm really barking the stoop team. Yeah, I am um, between humping the leg of the Duke team or pissing on the fire hydrant of the Duke team. Actually, that one makes more that's, sense. It, well, does. That's, it does. That is, that's very, um, but you might get it's very booted. Of, it's very of the day. It's yeah, true. I'm still humping the leg a little bit. Okay. Fair, fair. Um, you are, yeah. The, humping or pissing? Oh, man. <laughs> Difficult question. Market inviting. Uh, I, I think I am... Hmm... I think I'm growling at this Duke team. Uh, sure. Honestly, I knew you were gonna say yeah. that. at the postal service of this team. Yes, <laughs> um, like I think this is after the SFA game and also during the Winthrop game because like there were definite moments where I was like, "What even is happening?" Because like it took us a long time to actually get going during this game, and it was like way too close for way too long. Um, and like that's not the way you turn around and respond to a loss. And I think this past week I've been more heated about Duke basketball than I have been in a while, <laughs> just because I was like so annoyed by it all um so i'm definitely growling at this duke team right now good good well i just want to bring up real quickly we like to sometimes touch on the world of college basketball the michigan wolverines look really yeah they do started off unranked defeated uh unc Mm -hmm. which is handily heroes work uh then defeated gonzaga those are both top 10 teams they may be the 
only the second team um, to go from unranked to top 10 in one little twist. Yeah. Uh, and the first team to do that was Kemba Walker's UConn team, mm-hmm. who eventually won the national title. So they are playing Louisville uh, Tuesday just before I Duke plays win. Michigan State. So that is a pretty uh, awesome slate of games yeah. right there. It's going to be four really good teams. I'm looking forward to it. I haven't talked about it with you guys yet, but I hope we can watch the game together yeah. and do a little potty pod after. If not, I assume we'll do something Wednesday um, yeah. before I'm off to the Great Land Down Under. Uh, Australia for a couple, oh that's right for a week yeah, and a half he's leaving us um, so anyway folks uh, and we, we don't know how to run the equipment no so. we don't it's also not at our our, our house right. have so we'd like have to break, break in, in yeah no Emily definitely wouldn't let you in on your own okay no, you'd have to not. break in but okay. once you broke in she would just let it go <laughs> so you'd have plenty of time to record the podcast Solid. Solid. Uh, but yeah, so look, we're on Stitcher, we're on Google Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Subscribe. all that yeah, stuff. Subscribe, like us. Give us a like. Uh, five stars. Yeah, Aaron uh, loves the five-star reviews. Love he, them. I read them all. Yeah, Thank four-star you. reviews, he gets very upset. Mm-hmm. Anything shy of perfection just gnaws at him. Yeah. So please don't do that or anything lower. Um, and we will, uh, yeah, look, down week for Duke basketball. Uh, one big loss on the court, a second mm-hmm. big loss with an injury. Now we got to bounce back, and we mm-hmm. have uh, by far our toughest week of the of the 2019 schedule yeah. facing us down. So let's see what Duke does, and we'll uh, talk with you all on uh, Wednesday or Tuesday. Woohoo! Bye.